0: That was the well-known hit, Price Tag, by Jesse J and B.O.B. You're listening to Chin FM here on 106.9. Kim and I are back from a little break. We are joined in the studio by Ricky Jones. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Um, we uh, So, Ricky Jones is a lecturer at UNE in nursing shifts. Uh, She's, in fact, a UNE alumni, graduating with a Bachelor of Nursing in 2001, before spending 10 years in the emergency department and theatres of rural hospitals and MPS facilities. So, Ricky Jones is also the lecturer of HSNS 170, Frameworks for Nursing Practice. Uh, again, we can't say it enough. Thank you so much for coming in.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, it's our pleasure. So, the first question we're going to ask, obviously, for students that are, you know, potentially studying this unit, this trimester, first years, maybe, who a bit nervous apprehensive about what to expect just to put their minds a little bit can you tell them um, what exactly this unit will be looking at and teaching them here at UNE? So
1: 170 is purely looking at nursing theory and it's um, the frameworks or the I guess the building blocks for the rest of the degree so we teach you about the standards of practice that we have to comply with so that you can register as a um, a registered nurse and we teach you about ethics and law that applied in nursing. So that they actually have the knowledge they need to go out on clinical placement
0: wow and uh, would i be correct in saying that this is a core unit for nursing students
1: yeah definitely a core unit
0: okay i'm not entirely sure how the bachelor of nursing works so i don't know how many cores <laughs> and electives they get so if they're if they're all core units i'm going to feel a bit stupid there but uh, anyways um fantastic so it's a unit that i take uh, that i assume people would be generally doing fairly early on in a nursing degree
1: so it should be the unit you take in the first trimester.
0: Okay super. Okay. So it's definitely a uh, uh, introductory crash course to what's to come almost and give them the fundamental skills that are required to I guess go ahead in a nursing degree and further the units down the track. Yes. So I guess based on that the first question has to be, is there anything the, uh, one thing that students can do in this particular unit to get a better grade?
1: Um, So probably in this unit and across all the units that they study, I would say get a study planner, Mm. um, look at all your units, put on your study planner exactly what mandatory tasks you have to complete um, and also add in your assignments and when you need to start your assignments so you can actually submit them on time. Often it's um, rushed assignments that result in a poor grade, so I'd probably get a study planner.
0: It's interesting, we've done uh, many of these interviews over the course of this week and you are the first person to suggest a study planner. We've had various (laughs) different suggestions but a study planner's never come up, so that's an interesting little piece of advice for any student but particularly students of nursing um, as I can assume that would be a fairly full-on degree in terms of content load. Um, one of my friends graduated last year with a Bachelor of Nursing and I've heard from her directly how, uh, <laughs> how intense it can be at times so it's certainly something that any tips and advice that you are given probably best to follow it through.
1: Yep definitely it's an intense degree and it's hard to get through so mm. um, so what's a good thing about your job like what do you like about your job? Um, so at UNE we have um, a split between teaching and research so I love the fact that I can do research that actually has an impact on the clinical environment while still teaching the post oh, the undergrads the um, skills I guess they need to become a registered nurse.
0: Awesome yeah. and I guess the uh, flip side of that coin is what's the worst <laughs> thing about your job?
1: Well it's ex- exactly the same thing, it's trying to juggle um, teaching in high teaching periods with yeah. research and trying to stay engaged with research and um, help the students out and be there when they need it because it's yeah, quite an anxious time these first couple of weeks. So yeah, yeah. I can, yeah, Yeah, of
0: course. And given that it's it's such a high-intensity unit plus research should be fairly intensive as well so attempting yeah. to balance yeah. those I can imagine <laughs> would be at times a little bit stressful. Yeah. So I'm um, in, obviously... Uh, In addition to being a unit coordinator here, you obviously worked for 10 years, like we said before, in um, theatres and emergency departments in rural hospitals. What do you think the biggest difference is between a rural hospital compared to a hospital in, say, a major city like Newcastle or Sydney?
1: Um, it comes down to resources so what exactly we have available to not only our patients but the support that we have available to our registered nurses so um, the city has a lot more of that those resources available and they get a lot more support for their postgrads so we kind of have to teach our our postgrads to be a bit more independent because they're not going to have the same amount of support when they finish.
0: Which is I guess is unfortunate but I guess, a necessary evil of working in a, uh, a rural town. And even, like, Armidale's fairly lucky. I would say that calling Armidale a regional town would be potentially stretching things a little bit, but certainly, say, <laughs> Inverell or Bandara or Moray, it would be certainly a little bit more stretched thin in terms of what's available for residents, be it nurses or the general community, which is... A very quite unfortunate I would have to say (laughs) yes yeah Yeah, but like I said there's not really much that can be done about it
1: no it's a location thing (laughs) pretty
0: much so do you think obviously having worked in there for such a long time do you think that it is a would be a beneficial thing for for nurses to do when they have graduated is it something that you found rewarding
1: um working in the rural setting yeah yeah Um, it's definitely more rewarding rewarding because you get to do a lot more so the skills you have are actually a lot more general and you would do a lot more things in a rural setting that you get to do in um, an acute uh, like a metropolitan setting where they Mm. have specific skills for each ward so you do get more generalized skills and you get to do way more in a rural setting as a nurse
0: Awesome. And again, that sort of highlights the difference between what is expected of people in the medical profession in a regional area, as opposed to, I guess, when you'd have 10 or more people to a few patients in a metropolitan city.
1: Yeah. Uh, So what's one thing you wish you knew before starting out at university? Um, I probably have two comments for this. The first one is I remember a lot of um, the students that started with me back in 2000, or actually 98 now, it's a long time ago, um, is that not everyone can actually be a nurse and don't have the skills to remain in the nursing profession. So um, I guess if at one point in time, somebody had said to them, you know, it's okay not to be a nurse, not everyone's bound to be a nurse, um, then that would have helped them. Um, I guess the second thing would be, Um, nursing is a lifelong journey that opens lots of doors so you don't become a nurse and you get stuck in a cute ward and do just one job there are a multitude of jobs out there Um, so I guess being told that and knowing that nursing is ever-changing and that you will always have different options and you will always have a job for life is probably something that I'd like to have known back then
0: Awesome. And I guess while we're on that theme of obviously you when you first became an undergraduate student yourself here at UNE, as one of our UNE alumni, um, (laughs) is there anything that with the benefit of hindsight you realise you weren't entirely the best at as a first year student, like maybe weren't very good at?
1: Oh, oh, absolutely. so I come straight to uni from um, year 12 so for me assessment writing was um, something that I struggled with to start with because it's completely different to what you do in essays in yeah, year 12 absolutely um, with the APA referencing style and the structure of how you're actually supposed to write it so that's something I struggled with and I know a lot of students struggle with that in the first year of course very I understandable I definitely have I struggled <laughs> with that I I'm still learning well, that's the,
0: I, um, I personally when I was started doing a law degree we did the footnoting system I loved that that was easy then I transitioned away from law into the APA system and thought, oh, crap, I didn't realise how good I had it. I can, um, it can be difficult to adjust to. But again, to our first years that may be listening that are studying, uh, starting at uni here in a few days, um, remember that it can be a little bit uh, stressful, but the APA system is fairly easy to pick up on and the university has a wide variety of sources, including a handy little fact sheet and little cheat sheet that will make the process so much easier. So try not to fret too, too much. Because we don't want to scare you. We don't want to scare you away before you've <laughs> even fully started. We're not and, that.
1: Yeah, you won't fail from getting APA style wrong either. either. So um, don't stress too much about it. We'll
0: try. Yeah, that would be a, that'd be a good takeaway for everybody.
1: <laughs> um, is there something you're passionate about at the moment, whether it's your own research or something in general? Um, Always be passionate about my research because it makes um, change in clinical environments and makes it better for both patients and patient safety as well as nursing staff. So research I'll always be passionate about, but also improving the culture in nursing. So trying to build um, a system where we support each other rather than eat our young, which is something that nursing is known for. Wow.
0: No, nursing not nurses we probably yeah. should, yeah, we, should yeah. we should specify that that's uh, that's not part of the uh, clinical course placement at least we hope not <laughs> not for the time being anyway um so given so just i guess building off of that um is there anything that you are listening to at the moment not necessarily music but are you listening to any audiobooks or podcasts that catch your ear at the present time
1: um i love to read but i love to read hard copy so i don't have any you know audio or anything of like that but Music is something that I do by a mood-by-mood mood basis, so sometimes it might be country or rock, or other times it might be a bit of pop or classical, so it varies according to my mood.
0: A woman of many tastes. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a favourite song?
1: Um, I've got a couple, um, and Shadow by um, Lady Gaga. Ah, uh, oh, beautiful. A <laughs> one. One. Beautiful song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Battle Scars by Guy Sebastian would be the other. Very oh, good. One. two very good songs. <laughs> two very, very good songs.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: Uh, So what's something that everyone thinks about what you teach that may just be like inaccurate? Yeah, um, so I teach into the second um, year program as well and I teach ECG interpretation and and a lot of students actually come up to me and say, I'm never going to get ECG interpretation. You actually will. (laughs) Um, There's a couple of steps that we can walk you through and then eventually you'll get it, but it will take practice, but you will get it. It's not something that's impossible. Yeah.
0: Which is, I think... Good to hear from a from, <laughs> yeah. a from a nursing student perspective. It's something that you will eventually pick up on. Yeah. So, um, is there any particular, I guess, research topic at the moment that you are absolutely fascinated in, that you you're absolutely gunning for? Something that you've that's really really drawn your attention and focus.
1: Um, At the moment, I'm just about to finalise my PhD and submit my thesis at the end of the year. Fascinating. Yeah. And the topic is um, the impact of methamphetamines on emergency services. So your police, paramedics and emergency department staff. So at the moment, I guess drugs and alcohol and um, I guess pre-hospital and emergency care is something that I'm really focused on.
0: So uh, just to clarify in regards to obviously um, methamphetamines on the impact, do you mean um, people using methamphetamines then interact with emergency services or do you mean the impact of methamphetamines when used by emergency services? No
1: so it'll be um, other people in the community using uh, methamphetamine and then having to interact with emergency services.
0: No that's understandable there there have been a rather few unsavory instances where hospital workers have been subjected to Physical violence that they definitely should not have been uh, subjected yeah. to, thanks to <laughs> illicit substances. Shall we say? <laughs> and um, is th- what exactly w- can you pinpoint anything that made you, I guess, that interested in this particular topic? Something that really drew your attention to that as a thesis?
1: Um, so somebody actually came up to me about the topic. Um, and it kind of resonated with me because I grew up in a small town and there was actually a lot of ice addiction at the time. So I'd seen it growing up, not quite fully understanding it, and then once they said the topic, I'm like yeah, this is something I really want to know
0: more about. Awesome. It's nice. It's it's always interesting when a topic of research obviously has a little thing that sparks you. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess another little takeaway message for yeah. our fresh-year students would be, don't do drugs. Let's <laughs> 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 just put that out there straight away. Um, don't get involved in that kind of stuff. Um, do you have a, obviously, I guess, building off of this, do you have a, re- like a dream research location, somewhere you'd love to, I guess, be located and gain your research from?
1: Um. I love to, I'd love to travel, so Europe would be nice, but at the moment um, in New Orleans they're trialling a new approach to, um, to drugs and how they manage drugs in the pre-hospital setting. So going there and actually seeing how they do that and seeing what works and what doesn't work and if it's transferable to the Australian system would be really good.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about that, like what the yeah. new approach is compared to, I guess, what we're used to?
1: Um, what we're used to, I guess, is if the police attend um, a situation and there's drugs involved or somebody who's under the influence of drugs, um, then they then have to ring the hospital, uh, the the ambulance, sorry, and then transport them to hospital. But the approach that America is starting to use and it is starting to come into Australia, is that we actually have a mental health team in with the paramedics and the police, so they all go out together. So they kind of do a, a like a a better approach to what the patient needs, rather than just a law enforcement approach and mm. um, present to ED approach.
0: I think that, and that's that's really quite interesting. Considering um, a lot of Scandinavian countries have started to treat um, addiction and obviously issues with drugs as a, a health issue rather than a criminal issue. And it's a lot yeah. of the when you change the attitude around to something like that, um, those countries tend to notice a significant drop in. Uh, uh, drug-related crime, so it's, there is certainly an interesting correlation between the two, and I'm actually, I'm glad to hear that New Orleans is trying something like that. I think it I think it could well be beneficial. So. It's, I guess, a little bit uplifting to hear something new (laughs) being tried.
1: Definitely is. And and harm reduction is something that we've been trying to do since at least the 1980s. Mm. And harm reduction is actually looking at the patient and see what kind of, what we can do to actually reduce the harm from drug use rather than treating them as criminals and locking them away.
0: It's certainly something that, I guess, could be Done a little better in this country, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah. So, I guess um, moving into a few little more lighthearted questions, just to give our listeners and first year students a little bit of a glimpse as to who you are behind the academic uh, curtain. <laughs> Is there anything that you nerd out on?
1: That I, sorry? That
0: you nerd out on that you, you're a bit of a nerd for? Oh, uh, books. books. Books, nice. Books.
1: Um, methodology, books for research, um, science fiction, fantasy books, anything book related.
0: Do you have a favourite author?
1: Um, I have a couple. Um, Catherine Kerr. Oh yes. Um, yeah, that's a good uh, one. There's a couple mm-hmm. of others. Isabel Carmody, and there's one other I can't quite remember the name of. Can't remember. Well, um, I'm sure they're good as well. Yeah. They are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. Uh, moving right along. Do you have a favourite time of day?
1: Um, any time of day, I guess, but probably wouldn't you have your first cup of coffee in the morning is probably the best time. That's that's been a popular answer, I have to (laughs) say. Everyone (laughs) needs
0: their starting little bit of caffeine to kick off the day.
1: Um, If you had the chance to go to Mars, would you? Um, Probably not, and the reason being is that I love Australia, I love the colours and I love the scenery and I love the people, so... Mars is not going to have that, so probably not. No. Have to go. Yes. <laughs> not. Pretty much just red and nothing else. Red and dry yeah. and, you know. And very hot, I presume. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the next thing would be, and I guess the last question we really have is from an academic and professional point of view, for anybody that wants to learn a little bit more about this or about your involvement in this particular area, do you have any sort of professional social media presence?
1: Um, so I'm on Twitter at the moment, um, which is open to most people to follow, so. Super. Yeah. It's
0: uh, it's uh, uh, We've had a v- varied response from that, shall we say, from people that just use social media personally to people that do have a professional presence that can, I guess, share different ideas. And so it's, I guess, it's totally up to a personal choice. Yeah. Um, so once again, we'd like to say a huge thank you for coming in. Um, we hope that our first-year students, in particular first-year students of this unit, considering that a fair few nursing students will be doing this in this trimester, feel a lot more at ease, I guess, with what's to come and feel a little bit less... Uh, anxious, anxious, and worried. <laughs> and again, I just, w- just to potentially reiterate to them, uh, to put their minds at ease. I presume that if they are struggling a little bit, if they need a bit of extra help, you are always approachable. If they should seek you out.
1: Yep, definitely either pop me a question on Q&A or email me directly on rjones 66 at une.edu.au There we go,
0: rjones 66 at une.edu.au should you want to know a little bit more or if you're struggling a little bit in this unit. So uh, Kim and I will be back very shortly with another lecturer. We'd like to, again, from all of us here at Tune, extend a massive thank you to you for tagging along and coming along to chat with us. We're going to play you out with Battle Scales by Guy Sebastian. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9 UNE Student Powered Radio.